0: Now, he's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Hi, and welcome on into episode two, why I love what I do with me, Rebecca Allen. So ladies, are you ready to get started today? I, I thought it would be really, really interesting to actually share a bit about why I'm here, why I why I do what I do, why I'm passionate about um, coaching, why I'm really passionate about helping women exceed their own expectations. And I suppose why I really just love getting those phone calls from women in our community, from women in our um, group coaching programs, women in our one-to-one programs, who've asked for what they've wanted and they've got it or perhaps you know they've made a massive big career changing decision and they're absolutely brimming with pride because they've just taken that leap of faith and they've got what they actually want or maybe you know they've just got this final clarity around what it is they want to do next and how they want to kind of pursue their career because that clarity in itself can be a massive massive uh, blocker for a lot of people so it's huge for me when I have those phone calls from these ladies and you know it just makes me feel really really proud and excited about what I do so does that sound a little bit exciting a little bit interesting and we're going to go on a little bit of a journey today as we kind of do a bit of an explore And I thought I might sort of just dive into my past a little bit and share a story with you from my past. So a few years ago, I worked for an awesome company called JWT, which is a global advertising firm, part of the WPP group. And um, every year, they sent a team to represent the company on the Raleigh International Challenge, which essentially was an opportunity for the team to raise a large sum of money for charity whilst also putting themselves through an insanely grueling five-day race through the very sweaty, very steamy, hot tropical jungles of Borneo in Indonesia. And I so wanted in. The Raleigh guys came around and did this presentation in one of our lunch hours. I was like, that is just me. I've got a bit of a crazy spirit in me, bit of an adventurous spirit, um, bit of an unstatement. But yeah, I really, really wanted in. So to make the team, I basically had to share my strategy first as to how I was going to raise the money so that I could, um, you know, take part on this uh, adventure. So I decided on my proposal and I presented it to my MD. um, And that pitch got me a place on the team, which turned out to be an all woman team. There were four of us in the team. Now, it turned out, in fact, that we were the only all-woman team in the race, which was quite interesting, actually, because it was extremely physically demanding. And I did raise all the money that I needed to raise, which was quite a sizable sum. But the thing that was, to be honest, was most on my mind was how I was going to get fit enough to be able to compete in this challenge, to be able to actually survive this challenge. Um, I didn't want to just participate. I really wanted to prove something to myself I really wanted to prove that I could do this and I really wasn't fit I you know I was okay I wasn't fit at all but I knew that this race which consisted of two to three different events every day for five days um, which consisted of hiking it consisted of five to ten kilometer runs through the steamy mosquito ridden jungles um, and running through rice paddies um, which was also interesting too and Actually, that was a really breathtaking moment. I remember very distinctly running through this valley and there was hardly anybody else around me. There was probably a few people ahead of me. Um, But, you know, there was hardly anybody around and it was really quiet in this valley. And I was running through this kind of squelchy to the side of um, a rice paddy. And we had been warned that there were going to be buffalo holes around. So to avoid these holes, because they just look like a little puddle, but actually they're extremely deep. And you could sort of literally fall into this kind of, you know, mud infested hole right up to your eyeballs if you weren't lucky. So I just remember how serene it was and how incredible it was and how lucky I felt to be, you know, participating in this event. But anyway, there were also, what else other ra- events were there? There were cycle races through the mountains. And then there were, in one event, there was um, a time where we had to build a raft as, as our team and then sail this raft down the Rapids River. I mean, it was just completely insane. And I do remember, I think our raft was maybe the second one to disintegrate before our very eyes. I mean, it was intense. This thing was intense. But anyway, that's me at in Borneo. Um, before I got there, I had to get fit enough. And that's what I wanted to share. Share with you so I knew that this you know was gonna have to take some proper like fitness from me I knew I was going to have to you know really push myself and I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where you've suddenly had this profound motivation to get really really fit so what did I do I was in the middle of London and um, I thought okay I've got to find myself a personal trainer of some description I don't know what that looks like but I need something extreme. I need something that's gonna get me fast, you know, fit fast. Um, and I found this group of trainers called Brit Mill Fit, right? Which basically stands for British Military Fitness. And I started straight away. Now, as you might expect, that was pretty brutal right from the get-go. And the second time I trained with them, I threw my guts up. And to be honest, it wasn't the only time I would throw up with these guys. And the thing that was very funny was is we trained in Hyde Park, which is this beautiful expanse of greenery in the, right in the middle of London and uh, whilst you were running through the park you had to wear a bib with a number on it so the trainers would just shout your number you know blue 21 15 burpees blue 21 pick up the pace blue 21 20 squats right now it was like it just so insanely um full-on and it never really bothered me I remember there was this one evening when I was running through it was after work right I got changed put my blue 21 bib on and um, I was running past this couple who were kind of picnicking in the park, quaffing champagne and munching on strawberries. And I remember the man on the picnic mat, mat um, shouted, at, you know, shouted at me, come on, Blue 21, pick it up. And I seem to remember sort of, you know, probably swearing at him in no uncertain terms. But I was like, come on, give me a break. I'm doing my best. Anyway, the thing was, is after a few months of training, I really felt like this five-day race was going to be mine. I knew I was going to be... You know, up to speed, I knew I was going to be able to compete. And um, I guess why am I sharing this crazy story with you? Well, I think it's because through doing all of this stuff, I realized a really valuable lesson. And the reason I wanted to get so fit, so fit that I could really properly compete in this race, I didn't want to just survive anymore. I really wanted to do well. It wasn't necessarily to win the races. Um, although that obviously became more interesting to me as I got fitter, but it was to achieve something that made me feel immensely proud of myself. I really wanted to give myself this very difficult challenge and see what I was made of. And I really wanted to challenge myself beyond what I believed I could achieve. And, you know, to create a personal story that I could return to time and time again that would inspire me throughout my lifetime. You know, do you remember when you did that thing, Rebecca? Do you remember when you pushed yourself so hard you threw up? Do you remember how hard you tried and how much you um, valued your fitness and your health and your well-being to get yourself to that place? You know, that I knew that that would be forever proof that I could repeat that kind of win, that I could repeat that kind of attitude, that I believed in myself enough to do something really outside of my comfort zone, to really push myself beyond what I thought was even viable for me. So do you want to know how our four-woman team did is the big question um, when we actually got to Borneo. Well, we did pretty well, actually. We did okay. Um, I mean, no team, the thing that was interesting about it is no team won any race until the fourth member of the team crossed the finishing line. So every single race, we had to get everyone over the line before our team scored any points. And our actual team consisted of a super kind of triathlete type. That definitely wasn't me, by the way. Um, There were two of us in the kind of middle, fitness-wise. And then the fourth lady in our group was the sort of office party girl. You know, she was just awesome. She was awesome, fun, always out, you know. And she had the hugest heart in the universe, but she wasn't all that fit. And in the first few races... Our team, we kind of kept together, but the super fit team member ended up steaming off after day two, trying to get her own personal bests, which was obviously very frustrating because it made no difference if she came first or second or third or whatever, because all four of us had to cross the line for our team to get points. And I knew that the most important action was to stick with our weakest team member and make sure, encourage her, push her, support her, be there for her, because until she crossed the line, none of us got points um So it was a really interesting experience, and and then on the very final day, the fifth day, we all woke up at three a.m., and then we were at the foot of Mount Kinabalu, which is Asia's tallest mountain. And this bit, thank goodness, wasn't a race. This bit was about finding the last few ounces of energy left in our sort of wibbly legs, and climbing up this sort of lava rock face. Um, but it was so worth it. Oh my goodness! At the summit dawn launched and I remember sitting on that smooth grey summit overlooking the steaming jungles that we've been competing in for the last few days and just thinking that literally I had conquered the world. That's genuinely how I felt. It was such a sensational experience and unfortunately you're supposed to get this incredible sort of dawn bursting through you know but unfortunately it was very cloudy that day and we didn't see this beautiful sunrise coming up but in that moment I had completed a phenomenally hard physical and mental race and our team had completed it which was a big deal for me and I had stayed true to myself and I'd achieved what I'd set out to do. I had pushed myself way beyond my comfort zone and possibly most importantly for me anyway I had put compassion for somebody else above just outright winning. I'd been there for my teammate and that piece is the bit which I continue to be the most proud of to be honest. And I think, you know, finding your, finding your emotional why, the reason why you want to do anything is just so, so important. Because without that, we don't have much. And people who know me well, people who know how hard I work, who know how much blood, guts and determination it takes to build a thriving coaching practice like this where clients feel fully supported and get results time and time again. Those people who know me well have sometimes asked me why I do what I do. And you know what? It boils down to a few things. In my business, I get to see clients' careers transform as they make decisions better aligned with their values and their strengths. I regularly... Witness these amazing women getting promoted, negotiating better roles for themselves, better promotional opportunities, better pay rises, and sometimes better work-life balance too. I get to see women's lives transform, to be honest, as they shared that shame, that guilt, and they become fully expressed and fully content. I get to see I get to see confidence soar. And suddenly, you know, women's whole outlook changes the whole game changes when their confidence is in place i get to see marriages and relationships with children blossom because women are finding their true, true genuine space in their work and i get to see women become the role models they've always wanted to be i get to see women shed the worry the self-doubt you know that stuff that keeps you up at night we all get it at times Um, and sort of suddenly find a decisive, more positive path forwards. I see growth, I see realization, I see a deep self-belief develop in women time and time again, because I absolutely love what I do. And the bottom line is, my client's success is my success. And I think, not only does... My work gives me the opportunity every day to share my greatest talent, my greatest strength, my greatest expertise with others. The impact this all makes fulfills me at the deepest, deepest level. And it means I get to come home to my family, to my own children and talk about my work with the deepest pride. I get to inspire my own children to be their best, to seek out careers that ultimately really play to their interests and their strengths and to seek personal relationship um, relationships that fill their values right up to the top of the cup. I mean, that's huge. That's a game changing, a game changing situation. And I really think that life is about creating opportunities that fit with what you're seeking, with what you want, with what makes your heart sing, with what makes you feel strong and empowered and resourceful and authentic. And you absolutely do need to create those opportunities. You do need to be purposeful about driving the outcomes you want. Now, because you've stuck with me for so long today, I want to reward you. I'd love to gift you something really special. And it's a tool that I have literally put my heart and soul into. And you might have guessed, I put my heart and soul into absolutely everything I do. But listen up, if you're if you're feeling uh, a bit overlooked in your career, if you're feeling unrecognized, If you're feeling fed up with feeling underpaid, but you just don't know how to negotiate a better salary for you, then this is the tool for you. I just want you to head to rebeccasfreegift.com and there you'll find the perfect pay rise script. And that is crammed with loads of practical strategies and scripts that you can follow to negotiate a deal that better reflects your true value. So listen, let's go back to today's conversation I really urge you to think about what you want, what you really, really want. What are your personal goals? What are your relationship goals? What are your health goals? What are your financial and professional goals? Where do you want to be in six months time? Where do you want to be in 12 to 24 months time? What specific impact do you want to make? These are the kinds of questions that we need to regularly be asking ourselves to see if we're on track to see if we're creating the opportunities that we really, really want from our lives and careers. But more importantly, I think it's to find your why, your emotional why. Why do these outcomes matter to you? How will these outcomes change your life? How will they give you leverage, um, like my story earlier, something that you can hold on and, and come back to time and time again to give you that boost, that confidence boost? How will you know your decisions change the lives of other people? And what do you want, what do you want your legacy to be? I mean that's essentially your emotional why It's finding what you want your legacy to be. and that's pretty heavy. I mean that's a pretty heavy question, right? but so important to take the time to think about it and to know what your emotional why is so before I shoot off today here's that URL again it's rebeccasfreegift.com you can get your copy before the offer comes down negotiate your next pay rise with a clear strategy and absolute confidence in the value you're adding because when we understand our value, we can negotiate. We've got leverage, okay? And that is what this gift is all about. That's what I want to give you. So thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a delight sharing a bit of my story with you. And I so look forward to seeing you on our next episode.